Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial are not affiliated. Welcome into Making Money Fun. I am John J. Gage, joined again by Shannon Tinger from Heritage Financial in Phoenix. And there's a lot of talk about recession, depression, recoveries in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Today, we're going to talk about all these things, what it means for the economy, the markets, and more importantly, your investments. And why I love talking to Shanna is because she explains this in a level that I understand. Welcome back, Shanna. Hey, thanks so much, John. It's great to be back. We've been hearing a lot about our recovery being in a recession, maybe even a depression. Are we in one? And what does that mean? Yeah, that's a great question. So I get that question a lot from clients. We are actually in a recession, and a recession is simply defined as two quarters of negative GDP or gross domestic product production in the U.S. So we are officially in a recession, and a lot of people are concerned that we're going to be entering into a depression, although most economists don't think that that's likely. Okay. So we talk about this recovery that we're coming into What does a quote unquote recovery mean? And what are you thinking that recovery out of COVID-19 is going to look like? That's knowing that there's a lot we still don't know. Yeah, for sure. So a lot really depends on how long it lasts and how many more people are impacted. And if there are states that have to shut down and there's a lot of still unanswered questions, but there's a lot of consensus that we're not going to hit a depression. And by the way, a depression is where the unemployment rate on a sustained level is more than 20%. There's some debate that some of the markers in our economy are heading in that direction, but for a sustained period of time, that won't be the case. And so then the next question really is, what does it mean as we're coming out of whatever this looks like? And there are some letters that we use for a recovery. Yes, this is the Sesame Street game. I like this. Brought to you by the letter. (laughs) Yeah, so the 2008 financial crisis was brought to you by the letter L. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And what that meant is it dropped drastically and stayed at that level for a good 18 months. So you picture a capital L, there's that vertical line down, and then it just stays flat for a little bit. Exactly, yep. And the the 9-11 terrorist attacks were similar to that. So those are two that are in recent memory. At the beginning of coronavirus, they were talking a lot about a V-shaped recovery, which is a pretty steep decline, a very short bottom, and then a very steep incline pretty quickly. Just kind of symmetrical the way you picture a capital V. Okay. Exactly. Yep, exactly that. Now we're talking a bit more like a W recovery, which is kind of two different peaks before we get to the flat period at the top. So down, up, down, up again. Exactly. And if you were to look at where we are now, we're sort of in the middle, the point in the middle of the W, right? (laughs) At the top. Yeah, at the top. And so um, near the top anyway. And so there's a couple of factors that we're concerned about right now. One of those, as I mentioned earlier, is that there's still so much we don't know. There are some states like Arizona that are partially closing back up again because the numbers are spiking and our hospitals mm-hmm. are getting taxed to the point where their resources are spread too thin. That means that as of two nights ago, as we're recording this, they've closed gyms, bars, public pools, and any sort of water park. So those folks will be out of work for at least 30 days. 
Right, um, and we should mention we're recording this on July 1st, and that has happened just in the last couple of days. Exactly. So my hope is by the time we release this podcast, our numbers will be sort of on the decline, and the economy in Arizona and in many states will have opened back up again. But that's something we just don't know. Mm-hmm. So we're concerned about that. And then what has to happen in order to keep those folks on unemployment? So I and many other folks that follow the financial markets are concerned about another decline in the market. Maybe not as steep or as drastic as the last one, but I really do feel like maybe in July or maybe in August, we're going to see another sort of the last leg of the W, if you will, before we sort of level out to a more normal economy. So with that in mind, Shanna, what should people listening to this podcast do in order to take advantage of any potential corrections in the market that we're looking at right now? Yeah, that's a great question. So I don't like to time the markets. I'm not one of those advisors that likes to have clients jump in and jump out. I think staying in, if you can, while you're there makes a ton of sense. But if there are some financial moves that you would want to make, such as contributing to IRAs for 2020, especially if you've already done your 2019 contributions, and loading up your 401ks or HSAs, or maybe even doing Roth conversions or backdoor Roth or 401k contributions during a downturn would be a time to do that. Because then when the W sort of jets up, if I'm right, and we are seeing a W-shaped recovery, you'll get more lift on those contributions than you would if you'd put them in towards the middle or the top of the recovery. So those are things that you should talk to your advisor about and kind of have that plan in place so that if the market drops, you can jump in and make those contributions happen. And we're really concerned about another decline because if you think about it, John, there is not been since the Great Depression a time in history where our markets have been as disconnected from the economy as they are right now. There are millions of folks that are concerned or having lost jobs or having their income cut back because of COVID. There are businesses that are on the brink of falling apart. And yet some days in the market, there is a very positive sentiment out there. And so we're really kind of just cautiously optimistic for the long term, but very cautious in the short term that we're definitely going to see a bit of a decline. And individual investors can take advantage of that by doing what they were going to do anyway, which is contributing at those times. It goes back to that age-old mantra that we talk about almost every episode about buying low and selling high, that there are opportunities here. But as long as you're not trying to time the market, because as you've said many times before, the time the market, you got to know when to get in and when to get out. You have to have lightning strike twice. And that's a very, very dangerous game. It is. It absolutely is. And so just really taking the advice and the counsel of somebody that's watching this stuff on a daily basis that you trust and somebody like myself that can help guide you and keep you uh, sane when there's insanity in the markets is super important, especially during these times. And we're going to get to your contact info in just a second here, Shanna. But let me ask you this. You talk about the markets being disconnected from the economy. That really strikes me when you say that, because I think there are some folks who say, oh, well, we're good now. The market's back up again as we record this on July 1st. But The market is more future-looking than present-looking. It is. And not everybody's invested in the stock market. The stock market takes, in fact, the Dow Jones is only 30 companies. The stock market takes into effect the companies and the individuals that are invested in the market, but it doesn't take into effect, as you mentioned, those who have been furloughed, those who have lost their jobs, those small business owners that are in danger of losing their business. It doesn't take all that into account. So I, I really am struck by when you say that. 
again, about the markets and the general economy not being reflective of each other. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. And I've been getting a lot of questions from clients that are like, I don't understand how the stock market is going up. And I don't either, honestly. Hmm. I don't have a crystal ball. But there are companies through this pandemic that are doing really well. Think about Zoom, right? (laughs) Think about your local cable company, Cox Cable, who is who it is here in Arizona, Verizon and AT&T and those kind of companies. They're going to come out of this stronger because that business has shifted to a more virtual environment. And so there are companies that will unfortunately profit as a result of the shift that is happening in the economy. And so those companies are reflected in the market. Not every company will profit if you think about Marriott Hotels or Carnival Cruise Lines or those kind of companies. Airlines, oh my gosh, they're really being hit hard. And so really for the market to go up, more have to be doing well than doing poorly, but one or two big positions in the market can sort of drag those numbers into the green versus into the red. And that's something as an individual investor that we don't often pay attention to. There was a meme going around when this whole thing started, uh, a little bit of dark humor there, that the COVID-19 was a conspiracy between Zoom and Netflix. (laughs) I can see that. And certainly not making light of anybody who's been affected by this, and so many people have. Yeah. But behind every joke is a kernel of truth. Absolutely. And as you said, there are companies that were set up to do very well in this situation where so many of us are struggling. I think that goes to what we were talking about, where the market and reality, or as they say, Wall Street and Main Street are not totally aligned. Exactly. Yeah. And there are so many companies, small and large companies that have pivoted in a major way in order to either stay relevant or become relevant in a world that's vastly different than it was six months ago. So the market reflects those things, but it is very driven by sentiment, meaning how do people feel? And we've now had four stimulus packages, right? There's likely to be a fifth. And whenever money gets pumped into the economy at a grand scale like it has been, people feel good, even though it might not be a long-term fix and there's still systemic problems with everything that's going on. When people have money in their pockets, they feel pretty good. And that in and of itself is enough to prop the market up in some cases. So don't take the market as a indicator of the total overall economy. I think Absolutely. that's certainly worth mentioning here. Shana Tinjim, if somebody needs help uh, with their personal finances, getting their financial house in order, as it were, what are the best ways to get in contact with you at Heritage Financial? Yeah, for sure. My website, which is heritagefinancialaz.com. Uh, click on schedule a consultation in the top right corner. And no matter where you are in the country, I do use Zoom. And so we can chat and I can see how I can help. And you can use Zoom with even clients locally as well. I can. All right. Shanna, be healthy, be safe, and we'll talk again soon. You bet. You too. 